1: Hello, good evening and welcome to the Scout Report. That that stop always catches me on that intro. I'll have to learn it someday. Um the Scout Report, uh LFC Day Trippers in Association with the lads over at five yards. Um this is um a show we've been running recently. I really enjoyed in personally. It's something I'm very interested in. And I know Avi has been on a few. Uh, great to have you back, Avi. Thank
2: you, Keith. Thank you um for um, yeah, your standing host today. So
1: looking forward to it today. What do you mean standing host? host with the most, have you? I'm the host with the most. I
0: thought you said outstanding then. I was like, what's
1: he yeah. after? Yeah, well, you know Uh And there we have Mr. Paul Nolan joining us for the first time on this. Paul, how are you?
0: Yeah, very well, mate. Very well, mate. It's good to see you, as always.
1: Ah, it's a pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you on this. And once again, we're joined by Alfie from Five Yards. Alfie, how are you? Good,
3: good to be here. Yeah. Ready to get a stop here again?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like so I said, i love these shows i think they're great I, I love um hearing about players that i'm not aware of and and learning more about them and this is the sort of thing really does interest me but just for everyone listening at home and um, if, if you're not familiar we do these shows we'll we'll pick the lads will have two players each Javi and paul will pick two players that they'll bring to the table uh alfie will give the the five yards um, backing on it to see if they're on their system, how much they're worth, what they'd need to do to to make some money in the game and we'll just go through that. We'll also have, so the lads will have two players each and we'll also have two rivalries which we'll come to as the show goes on. Uh, they're, interesting names I, I think they're really good um players selected this week and it'll be interesting to hear the lads views on it but Alfie do you want to just let the the people know about the game itself about five yards what they have to do what they can do how they can win you know all that sort of stuff
3: yeah of course anyone who doesn't already that's not watched one of the shows before um we're just kind of like a transfer market for fans to play with um so any player that you've kind of got included um is going to shoot up and it's going to get to a level that they're not currently at right now uh you can come on to the site five hours UK, and you can back them either with money or you can put in recommendations and then climb to the top of the scout leaderboard um yeah there, there's multiple ways you can play it's just all about kind of spotting talent and putting your neck in the line and saying no one else really thinks that they're going to get to this level but i do
1: Exactly, exactly. It's about like that, you know, puts your ability to spot a gem to the test. Can you spot someone? But it's not just about spotting a gem. They have to be, you know, to, to make money in the game, they have to be playing regularly. You have to be scoring goals. They have to be performing in, in top leagues and Champions League, Europa League, to a lesser extent, you know. So it's not um, necessarily how good the player is now or where they're even at now where they'll end up or where their next move could be, could influence heavily, you know, how they'll they'll be in the game. So can you get in just ahead of the curve on some of these players? And uh, I know some are going to be talking about tonight. Um, certainly a couple of them are, are very, very... Uh, ahead of the curve one in particular we will come to soon enough but we'll we'll come to that later so look lads we'll get stuck in straight away right? so we're going to do our first player profile and i'm going to go to avi for this one avi our first player um it's it's a player that that's been making waves um for manchester united's youth teams at the moment do you want to give us the, the player and a bit of insight into it?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure the Liverpool fans on the show will appreciate this today, but um, I'm going with Hannibal Majebri. He's an 18-year-old um, French midfielder, arrived from Monaco to United for £10 million. I think the down payment was £5 million initially and then £5 million, um future payments. He's uh, quite the character because he's got this sort of like long sort of sideshow bob here. That's his actual, that's like his actual nickname. Very like yeah. Carlos Valderrama-esque. He's... Um, You know, Manchester United, they beat a whole host of clubs uh, for his signature, including Liverpool. He's um, a player who caught my eye last season in a reserve game against Liverpool. He had an altercation with Leighton Stewart. um, Sorry, Leighton Stewart. Leighton Clarkson, who's another youngster. And he just seemed a player who plays with ease. He can play as a deep-lying midfielder. He carries the ball really well. He looked really composed. He looked like a player who knew that he belongs at a bigger stage, a very much, he's a little bit reminiscent of, Chess Fabregas when he first came into the Arsenal team at sort of sixteen, he had a charity shield debut, I think, and he knew that he belonged to that stage. Modere knows that he's a better player than what he's what he's you know surrounding himself with. He's a very very talented boy. He's got a beautiful pass on him. He can break that sort of defensive, you know, that split eye of the eye of the needle stuff. And I think he's a player that is definitely going to come into the reckoning. I I think he would have got an opportunity against Real Sociedad last week, but unfortunately he was injured. And he's a player that I think in the next sort of year, year and a half, two years, um, whoever's manager, whether it's Oli or someone else, they'll start easing him in. But he's a very talented boy. He's been likened to sort of Paul Pogba, but he's got a lot about him. He's good in the tackle. I think what he has, what he lacks is a little bit of discipline. He can become a little bit sort of irritated if, if things don't go his way. But he's a very good player and um, he's a player that I'm definitely keeping an eye on. Unfortunately, he plays for the enemy.
1: Yeah, he's, he's, it's an interesting choice, Avi. I mean, um, Monaco, for the they're, they're a club in Europe. And I'd say Alfie has a lot of players on, on the watch there from Monaco. They seem to be a good breeding ground for young talent. Um, across Europe and Man United seem to have got in ahead of the the rest on this lad. Um, he's, he's what I like about before I go to Alfie. What I like about um, the, the limited stuff I've seen on this fella is he's a big lad, he's young, but he's a big fella. But because he's a big fella, he's not just um, you know, he, he's not just a big lump in there and, and not an Man type character, he's a good ball player, but he, he's very good at um. You know, snapping into tackles and winning the ball. He's not just a good passer. He seems to be an all around all around talent. Um Alfie, have you heard much of this guy? Is he on the on the radar at five yards?
3: I mean, per on a personal level, I'd only really heard of him through Twitter, but I spoke to one of our scouts earlier on. Um he's up at twelve and a half million right now. So it's kind of that level where if you really do think he's gonna shoot up, then you are ahead of the curve. Um I think my main concern with him is that the only place I can really see him playing is as a 10. And obviously, to be a 10, to make an elite team change their system, you've got to be some player. Um, and the only elite team, if you can really call them elite, I probably wouldn't, that plays with a 10 is United. And he is there, but he's not really going to displace Bruno anytime soon. I think they'd be my main concerns. But, you know, if you can impress in the cup games and stuff, then, you know, definitely you can see that price rising.
1: Indeed, indeed. Paul, have you heard of, of this lad? Uh, have you seen much of him? Do you know? I haven't, right
0: so I'm, I'm discovering him for the first time, so I look forward to checking him out and seeing what we can find out about him.
1: Yeah, he's, he's an interesting player. Um, as Alfie said there, you know, if you're if you a number 10 playing at Manchester United, it is, a, it may be an option, but there are other players in there. And they, they're they building a a talent pool there at United. They've brought in uh, Amadie Diallo, they've brought in Medjury and they've brought in um Fecundo Palistri as well, the Uruguayan winger. You know, they've got young players there and they're stock, not stockpiling. when you say stockpiling, you immediately think of the likes of Chelsea where they're, you know, bringing in. 35 players and just farming them out and long, they seem to have a bit of a plan there at, at Old Trafford that they're going to bring these lads in and try to integrate them into their first team. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him because I think he's, I think he's one to watch. I I, I agree with Avi there with the Sohichao Bob haircut. He actually reminds me he's like um Javi Simmons as well, yeah. um fit looking you know with their hair. Um, it's an interesting, interesting take, but. What was that? Twelve million was it, Alfie? On the game, and a half, Yeah, um, and a half, I mean, it's it's not I a bad price. I think that's a bargain.
2: Yeah, well, I, it's well. interesting, Alfie, that you see him as a ten, but this season he's he has been playing sort of more deeper as a central midfielder in a midfield three. So it will be interesting to see what the plan is for him going forward. But I certainly think he's a um ta- talented player, and he plays with the game with ease and confidence, and he has that arrogance that. He thinks he's, you know, he, he thinks he's a big baller and he thinks he, he can succeed. So it'll be interesting to see how it pans out for the next sort of 18 months, certainly.
1: Um, it's interesting, Captain Sal saying, but i dare, there, they'll turn out to be duds. So I actually think, in fairness, he does give young guys a chance. And when you're, you know, a manager who plays young lads and you stick with them, that that's the only way they can develop. Um, so it might be, I know it's nice in, in to... Uh, Beat the Ollie stick every now he's, and again.
2: He's brought in that shoulder short hair too. He's 17. Yeah. He looks like he looks, he looks 13, 14 for his age, the way he looks. But Ollie's brought him in. I think Ollie has been good like that, though, with Greenwood. He has sort of nurtured them the correct way. And, you know, for them, fortunately, it's kind of working.
1: Yeah, because didn't he, he earned the stripes there in the, the under-23s, that man, you know, he didn't he Solskjaer or the under-19s, one of them, so he's not afraid to uh, to integrate youth, and for all the stick that we would give him, you know, he, he does try, Barry's made an excellent point in the chat there, Barry Carr saying, Chong didn't get the chance, so I thought he deserved it. That's one that I thought maybe would have, we'd, we'd seen more from. Um, Angel Gomez and was another one that, was there and didn't really break through
3: but maybe it could have been
1: just the wrong time couldn't it It could have been just the the the, maybe the right players but at the wrong time whereas this batch could be the right time it'd be interesting to see especially with the Europa Europa League run now in the second half of the season for them because we all know that's not a dig if any United fans are listening it's a genuine that's how you that's how you integrate these players even the likes of Harry Kane at Spurs will sort of integrate it through the Europa League so It'd be interesting to see if any of these lads do get a run, but 12 and a half million is a good price. I think if I I don't, I was the guest on it last week and my thinking was, I'd always go for the, you know, the, the talent that's a, the cheaper option ahead of the curve because and sit on it and hope for the best for that down the line. Some people Gav was much more, um, no, he wants all the success now, but I think this is an interesting one at at 12 and a half million. Um, and spoiler alert, some of the other players on the list tonight, 12 and a half could be the, the highest price we're going to be going on some of this. But 12 and a half, it's a good start. Hannibal Medry, you're sticking your colours to the mask there, Ravi. You're going for him. You're happy with that choice. In Manchester United starlet on a predominantly Liverpool podcast. You're happy with that, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with it. Yeah, I'm going with it. Even if I get flack for it, I'm I'm sticking with my choice. All right. Usually, in life, you'd get applauded for that sort of stuff, but around here, that carry-on doesn't get tolerated, so your contract could be terminated after that one. But it is what it is. It is what it is. We're going to move on, force one out of the way. We're moving on to our first rivalry. This is a very interesting one because, to me there's a clear winner in this and I could be talked around as so often the case is with this for anyone that doesn't know every week, we do a couple of rivalries of players in similar positions of similar sort of stature. Maybe, you know, they might be, people might think, Oh no, this player is better than that player. But if you can make a case, it turns out they're usually very close. And we've got two centre-backs, two French centre-backs, I think, um, Fofana at Leicester, Wesley Fofana at Leicester, and Jules Koundé at Sevilla. I think this is a very interesting. They're very, very similar players, uh, in my opinion. But, Alfie, I want to come to you on this one, and give us your thinking on these two players and why they're so similar. Without we even, We won't even look at the prices of them at the start. Just give us a bit of a
3: no, I mean, you're right, they are really similar, even just outside of both being young French central defenders. They're quite short. I think they're both around six foot, but yeah. have incredible leaps, um, especially Kunde. just to the point where you find yourself double-checking what height they actually are. They're yeah. um, really comfortable on the ball. Uh, there have been so, so many young French centre-backs that have come through, but I think it's kind of them, Pomacano and Kanate, they're the ones that really seem to be surviving. Um both fantastic centre backs. I'd be really interested to see who you think is the obvious choice here, because I think it's kind of splitting hairs a little bit.
1: Very true. Very true. Uh, we'll, we'll keep that reveal for a minute, uh, and I'll let the lads have a say. Paul, I'm gonna come to you on this. For Fana and Conde, do you have a preference on these or?
0: I mean, I've seen more of Fafana this season, obviously, for Leicester, because, you know, predominantly watch Premier League and I've been very, very impressed with him, although I do think he is a little bit rough still. Obviously, we're all talking about young players here, so that's to be expected. Uh, and, and again, I can see why we've gone for this kind of rivalry, because they're very similar in a, in a lot of different ways from what, like, little I've seen of conde this season. He remind, ironically, he reminds me of uh, Fafana to a certain extent. But I think Fofana's definitely got the higher ceiling, uh, just purely because of like where he's at club wise. I mean, obviously Sevilla, a great club, but you know I do as much as I love giving like you know Brendan Rodgers the, the David Brent stick. Like I do think he's a really excellent coach, and I do think there's a higher ceiling for potential with Fofana. I've been really impressed with his performances. Super mobile. You know, he's got good game intelligence for his age, good positioning, and more than anything, I think his recovery pace is quite good as well. So, you know, it, it it's it, he's definitely got a higher ceiling for me than Koundé, but again, Koundé is probably going to have a great career as well.
1: Um, interesting. Yeah, Kev Sullivan throws in for Fan, is playing at a higher domestic level versus better opposition week in, week out. Kunde, for me, the jury is out, was poor against Barca last weekend. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a good point, Davy, isn't it? That, you know, Fafan is playing in a, a tougher league. He's playing at a team, you know, Leicester, Hoy. He's he's getting a lot of plaudits. Where do you see these two? How do you see this rivalry shaping up?
2: Yeah, on Twitter last season, I was singing high praise of Jules Koundé and I still believe that if Liverpool were going to go out and buy a centre-back this season, he's my number one choice. I think he's a phenomenal defender. At 22, he, I think at you know last season there were talks of Diego Carlos, wasn't there for Seville? Yeah. You know he was the high talk and Liverpool were linked with him, but I thought it was his. It was it was the one next to him, Jules Conde. and I think even this season he's just a, he just reminds me of a really modern day sort of defender, good with the ball, quick, um, very versatile. He can actually play as a defensive midfielder as well if needed. Um, a bit like you know Fab, but the opposite way. He's impressed me every time I've seen him. Um, he's still sort of 22. Fafana, it's a weird one because himself and William Saliba, they came from St Etienne last season to the premiership and Saliba came with the high reputation, didn't he? He was the one with the bigger ceiling, but it seems as if Fafana's has just sort of overtaken him and you thought Fafana, his first season, you know, with the injuries that they had with John, Johnny Evans and Chayonchu, he's sort of taken that mantle piece and he, he's done really well. So... Fair credit to him. I think for Fana, he looks so small, but he's he stands at six foot three, which is so surprising. He's actually six, six three. three. Yeah. I just had to quickly check that because someone said, yeah. to me, "Do not be um, blindsided by his height," because I thought he was five ten as well, like Jules Kunde. But yeah. on, in Wikipedia, I mean, if if, if that's gospel, he's wow. he stands at six foot three. Which there very, you? It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, um, I just had to double check that. But yeah, the only thing that goes against Kunde is height, but. He's got a great leap. He's got a great spring springboard on him. So, yeah, if like I said, if there's a player that I want this summer and we're looking for centre backs, you know, be sure of that, it would be Jules Kounde. It's
1: just uh, they've got a big release clause on him, Seville. Yeah, it, it that's it's an excellent point because I was with Alfie there on they're both similar physically, you know what I mean, and and around six foot, but you know Kounde's five foot ten. And Saliba's six foot three, but sal- oh, not Saliba, uh, Fofana is six foot three. But when you look at Fofana, he doesn't look six foot three, he looks a lot smaller. Maybe Quite it's slight, he's, he's he's yeah, it, it's it's weird now. It's after throwing me a bit six foot t- six foot three. I know um he's he's very quick as well across the ground for Fofana. but for me, my take on this is Conde is a much better ceiling, bigger ceiling than than Wesley Fofana for me. Um and that's just based on. It's just based on maybe a bit of snobbery on my part, in the sense that I think he's got, I think he's got a bigger meal to a bigger club. Whereas I think I spoke about um, Harvey Barnes last week, saying that he could be trapped at Leicester, and I think for Fan it could be trapped at Leicester as well. Uh, I think obviously a meal for any player can make or break them. I think. Um Kunde is destined for whatever move he goes, I think it's going to be a success. If it's Liverpool, it will be delighted. But it could be a Manchester City, it could be Manchester United. It could be if the Spanish clubs can wrangle money out somewhere, it could be one of the big Spanish clubs or PSG or one of those. It'll be very interesting to see what he makes. I just think Fafana is very good. But I think he's he's looking good in his team at the moment. And I think he's better maybe off staying for, For a couple of years But last that Maybe that could prove wrong And he's still Sorry sorry,
2: He's still 20 as well Yeah Very young And when you compare Like the 20 Like we've got Kabak And the jury's still out Whereas Fafana's had You know Three quarters of the season Almost And he's settled in And he's done really well You know He'll make the odd mistake And good thing with Kunde and Fafana They've got great recovery Pace as well So if they do make a mistake You know And and there's Someone goes in behind They
1: can quickly catch up And you know Amend for the mistake yeah, Kev makes the point I was going to say, you know, the player that I'd always look at with Kunday is cannavaro He's a small centre back, but he could leap. He'd like a salmon getting up into the air and he's winning headers all over the place. And it really uh really is, I think, a good comparison because he's 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 very good in the air. But look, I don't want to um oh stewie max says kunday all plays as a right back too, which is which is nice. fan Fafana played, I think Fafana played left back, did he against us recently or against mm-hmm. We played, the three, played we, we played a three, didn't we? We played, I think we played a three, didn't we? The day But did Dave, did Fafana play? Oh, know? I thought he played a fullback, um, recently against us, but it could be wrong. Um, Chiu, Johnny Evans, and um, and I keep forgetting his name for fanny. But look, they're both good players. Um again, Upper McCano getting lettered, getting volleyed in the chat as well, that they're both streets ahead of him. And it's just it's down to this French um centre back skill. I know Alfie you, you touched on some of them earlier on, and there's other players, uh Fadia ashile at Monaco, and then there's just players that are over the hill now, like Lucas Hernandez and Probably only twenty six. Do you know what I mean? Benjamin Pavard can probably play in there. There's such a, such a conveyor belt of French, um, talent that in defence that it's it's unreal. But I'd go for uh, Kounde over for and myself, but I think Fofana is excellent and it's an excellent point saying he's only twenty. You know, and I on shows have said, oh, Kabak he's only twenty. Give him a chance. Well, Fafana's 20 and he's in there doing the business. So, look, it, it's, it's an excellent player. But Alfie, what's the prices on these two? Uh,
3: so, actually, it's Fafana at 40 million and Kunde at 34. I think it's probably the ages that are the biggest uh, factor in that. I think uh, Fafana is a year and a half, two years younger than Kunde. But, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think Kunde probably this summer, could be at Real Madrid, especially if they're looking at maybe losing Ramos and Varane. Yeah. Um, you know he's going to be playing proper top level Champions League football that the might get at Leicester next season, but you can't really see it continuing very long. Um, and like you say, the price for him to leave, considering he came in at like thirty million, is yeah. just going to be sky high, and he could be trapped there for a little while. So I, I, I mean, it, it's Kunde for me as well, but um, both top top centre backs.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that when we do these shows and you hear the. The values of them, you know that that if I was on the fence, the the six million saving on on Koundé would have swayed me every day of the week, you know. But as Kev points out in the chat, both be north of sixty five million in real life, and that's you know that that's where you're at now for for centre backs. It seems to be the going right for the the next big thing. But you know if we can get someone of that caliber to Liverpool, I won't be too, I won't be too upset. But that's our first rivalry gone. Um, who so I went with Conde. Alfie went with Koundé. What are you two boys with Paul? You went for Fan and Avi. Oh, who did you go? Fun,
2: yeah, yeah Kunday. Unfortunately, I can see Kunde at Chelsea United um next season. So but I'm gonna go with Kunda. that's a good price, yeah, 34 million.
1: Only you can see for at Chelsea in two years myself. That yeah. that's a team that I'd have in mind for uh, someone that'll pay that sort of money to get him out of Leicester, you know what I mean? It's gonna be one of those um the big English, big English teams, but we'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. Right, so we're going to move on to Paul, your first player um, of the night, and um, we're going to talk about a player playing at um, RB Salzburg, another club I think that are just churning out young talents, um, or we got somewhat burnt with Minamino that he wasn't quite ready for the Premier League but if you're looking for young players across Europe, we spoke about Monaco a minute ago. I think RB Salzburg are right at the very top. Um, the, all the RB clubs really are, are getting these young players from nowhere and, and nurturing them into, into stars. So, Paul, who have you got for us?
0: So, I went for Benjamin Sesko and He is only 17 years of age, but he's already making waves in the second league in Austria uh, yeah. for Salzburg. He is... Uh, as I say, 17 years of age, and we're talking about heights and being surprised, the kid's six foot four yeah, at the age of 17. yeah. And not only that, this kid moves like another very, very good, quite tall centre forward that you might have heard of who came from Salzburg and is now applying his trade at Dortmund, exactly the same height as Erling Braut Haaland. And let me say, he moves like him as well. They may well have found the next one already. So, basically, this kid has ended up at Salzburg. I think it's a great move for him, considering that, you know, City, Dortmund and Ajax were all after him from the uh, the club uh, Domzale uh in uh, Slovenia, where he's from. And he basically ended up at Salzburg, and I think it's a fantastic move for him developmentally. And from the bits that I've seen of him, I mean, he's done amazingly well in the second league in... Austria. He's done. He's had 15 appearances and he's scored three goals and laid on three assists. And he moves incredibly well. He's great in the air. He has that, like, you see him and you go, bloody hell, you're big. And you almost have that kind of like Peter Crouch kind of thing when you see him actually play the ball. Uh, Very reminiscent of, as I say, Haaland with his pace, but also very reminiscent of that very rare class of centre-forward that we've had over the years, the 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 peter crouches the uh yang collar as well the old do
1: you know who work. sorry for jumping in on you paul do you know who i see because i didn't know about this player and i went looking him up and the player that jumps to mind for me is Eden Zecko. Mm-hmm. um another player that's you know six foot three but could move a young zeko you know when he was he was playing in germany He's very physical, this lad, for a 17 year old, mm. isn't he?
0: Mm. Yeah, very. And, you know, he's been doing what, like, both of my selections tonight have something in common in that when they were playing in the youth ranks, they were playing with players that were three, four years older. Yeah. Which is always a big sign developmentally that someone's got something special. So, you know, he ended up in the uh, Salzburg team that reached the UEFA, Europa League, sorry, UEFA Youth League semi finals last season and again he was playing with you know kids who were 3 years older than him and he basically scored three goals in that tournament as well so he's got an incredible for a player so tall at his age I'm saying there's an incredible ceiling for him you know, probably bang his head on it because he's that right. big uh, and, and then the funny thing is like when it, when you're a 17 year old kid you've still got room to grow you're still growing yeah. into your body I mean we all remember like Steven Gerrard couldn't play two games in a week because basically his legs grew six inches yeah. overnight basically do you know what I mean so he's going to go through those growing pains but he's got a, a magnificent uh, opportunity at Salzburg and it's an incredible developmental ground and again with Liverpool's relationship with Salzburg, you never, never know. Uh, with the Red Bull group and, in, in you know, in in general, so
1: yeah, it's an interesting model, isn't it? The Red Bull, um, the way they just love to get that talent in, and if you're a young player and you're coming from anywhere in the world, because their reach, you know, you look at their their squads, they're not Austrian predominantly Austrian you know they're they're taking the best talent in in world football and they're just getting them in there and developing them because you know the model the model is the model and the model works and it's a very interesting one it's it's a league you know since we played salzburg and all the talk you know that we were basing the new uh, training complex on the on the um Salzburg um they're set up there and we had them coming in they're a club that interested me you know let me him in a minute, you know and it, they're they're always a club i've had an eye on but um some of the players that are coming through there it's it's frightening the amount of quality that they have and people can rubbish the the austrian league it's not a great standard of league but what it is is it's a great talent pool of a league and you've got um teams in there like young boys and uh they're switzerland them all over the place they've got other they've got teams in there that are bringing these players in um What's the, Spurs gave someone an absolute hoiden, didn't they? Do that day, Wolfsburg or oh, their are their Australia? Like they're bringing these, they're bringing these lads in, and they're they just if you're young and you're playing there, it's an absolute breeding ground, especially for Bundesliga clubs. Avi, have you heard much about um of Cesco?
2: I haven't. Uh, honestly, it was just the first time when Paul mentioned it on the message, or Gav was mentioning it on the message that we're looking at the... Uh you know, he was going to bring um, this kid up. It's it, I tell you what, he's probably at the best institution right now. He must be in the top three best institutions right now in f- world football Salzburg. When you think, if you go back in time, Kevin Campbell, Sadio Mane, yeah. Naby Keita, they've all come from Salzburg. So, I, you know, and under, you know, the American Jesse Marsh, I'm sure um, they'll all flourish. I think Alfie on that first show, he mentioned a player who was also from Salzburg, Eddie Amy or someone? yeah. So it does seem to be like the new talent pool where they, you know, spend a couple of years before they get a move out to Germany or where they come to England. So, yeah, no, I'll be looking forward to um, looking at him up on YouTube after this show.
1: Yeah, it's very true. As, as Red State points out, lower reward in the Austrian league means the lower risk in trolling youngsters. And that's it. And I mean, even if you put that to England, you know what I mean? You don't see a lot of youngsters at the top clubs because they're, the pressure is too high. But if you can get them playing, I spoke about a young Uruguayan striker last week who's banging in goals uh, and he's only turned 18 in November, you know, but you don't get that development at the, the top teams in the top league. So they have to earn their earn their stripes here. Um, Alfie, is he a player that you're aware of at five yards? And what do you, what do you make of him?
3: Uh, at least I'm not. I mean, I don't think it really flagged up any comments when I... After our scouts earlier, so I'm not really necessarily sure that they're fully aware of them either. Yeah. I think they're on a Salzburg tax almost, um, both yeah. in terms of interest and price. Whenever you talk about RB uh, Salzburg players, I mean, the cheapest one they've got on site right now is 18 million, Brendan Aronson. Um, yeah. So you'd imagine you're not going to get much cheaper than that because I think as soon as you, you know, everyone's got someone at Salzburg in their head that they think is going to be the next big export, um, probably after Pat daka at least. Um, you know, for me, a couple of weeks ago, it was carrying Arieni. Um, So, I mean, maybe someone will be right. Maybe no one will be right. But it's such an exciting talent pool that there are definitely worse places to hedge your bets.
1: Yeah. Uh, Parmajit Dadial says, Yusuf Demir in Austria is known as the Austrian Messi. So, there you go. That could be one to watch. Um, but it is. It's is—it's—it's such a talented um talented league and developmental league that you're right. It's it, the RB Salzburg, you have to nearly go the way Paul is going to get the next gem out of there. And as you, you touched on um Adiemi yourself, you know, the the Pats and Dakas and obviously Dominic Chauvelin was there, but he's moved on. But you know, you have to go down the the rungs to find the next big thing there because once they're in the team they're they're being flagged for Mills, very, very highly um, thought of Mills. But it's an interesting one. Benjamin Sesco, as you say, Paul, six foot four. he's a big, big lad. And people, like I said, I wasn't aware of this fella, and I was looking at him, and I just was struck by how big he is. But that's not to say he's just a big lump. You know, he's he's got some excellent touches, the touch of the Pete, the Pete that crouches in that sense. But he's not a big gangly rangey one like Crouchy. It's it's very, um, very interested um To see how he develops But We don't have him on the database yet Which is always a nice um, A nice little surprise So hopefully we can see his development Over the years if he goes on there Paul keep an eye on him and watch this space We're going to move on to Avi's second player Now If Paul's player Isn't on the database I'm going to guess that Avi's player isn't on the database But I could be wrong I could be wrong. Avi, who's your second player? Yeah, this um, is don't
2: say his Mba- age. Don't say his age. Just give me the it name. A, it actually is uh, Mbappe, but um, yeah, it's Kylian's brother, Ethan Mbappe, who's at PSG. And there's there, there's some there's there's some madness of why I said Ethan Mbappe today. Um, I'll just get to know. Like, let's we'll talk about his facts. He's he's quite short at the moment. Um, not very tall in height. He's got a really good left foot on him. He plays as a predominantly deep line midfielder. So he is a sort of defensive midfielder. He's got a very good, sort of sweet left foot. Um, he marshals the defense well from the games that I've seen him. Good, really good pass of the ball. He's got tremendous amount of talent, just like his older brother. Um, the reason I called him up on today's show is because it'll be intriguing to see cuz you know there's this huge talk right now of Kylian Mbappe you know where he's going in the summer will he sign a new extension
1: Oh that's unfortunate Avi that's unfortunate
3: Right
2: things PSG but oh. I feel that we back online Yeah yeah back, back yeah, back Yeah sorry sorry So um where was I was I talking about did you care the bit about uh, Kylian Yeah yeah, so it will be interesting to see how his future dictates Ethan Mbappé's future because usually we do see when the older brother goes and gets a big move, the younger brother sort of follows suit. So it will be interesting to see where you know if Kylian Mbappé does move this summer to see whether his brother Ethan uh, follows suit um, wherever that may be, whether it's Real Madrid or you know whether it's uh, Manchester City or
1: Liverpool. Indeed, so
2: yeah, it's just it's just an interesting name, and he's I believe he's just turned fifteen.
1: Laura's challenging on this, she's saying 12. I mean,
0: Laura's very rarely
1: wrong, very rarely wrong. I'll just say that. Um, but now look, it we we jest, you know what I mean. Mm. But it is it's a very good point you make there, Abby, because when you put this name in, I'll be honest, I'm looking and I'm saying, Jesus, is there another Mbappe out there playing on this name? Because Killian's brother's only a kid, it can't be him. And I thought that it was him. And I was thinking you were a bit mad, but your your reasoning, when you explained your reasoning. About the, the fact that you know, you sign the, the big brother, you get the younger brother, and we've seen this with players previously. Um, Nabil Fakir part of the deal was that his brother Yassine would go and has gone from Leon to Ray. I bet this with him. Uh, I think the Donna have a similar sort of um, deal at AC Milan. It's one to watch, isn't it? It's one to, to keep an eye on. Um, and it could, you know, if it means you have to put another kid in your youth team to get Killian, I think we'd all be on board with that. Paul, what's your take on him? Oh well, I mean, no, 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 Paul. What's your take on the situation? Not
0: on the, I mean, on the whole situation. I mean, yeah, it's it, like you say, you 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 do that deal in a heartbeat, wouldn't you, for someone like Killian? If that's part of the deal, then you go, yeah, whatever, cool. You know, come here, we'll we'll put him in the academy and see how it goes, right? Um. Yeah, it's an interesting one for sure because, like you know, it's you very rarely see brothers do very well at the top level, Mm. you know. And obviously, you know, we can talk about Thiago and Rafinha and stuff like that, and you know, that's all great. And you do get the Neville brothers coming through, but it's it's almost like a once in a generation kind of thing, really. So obviously, his age is is going to be an interesting thing, which means he's probably got a developmental ceiling, but how much is he there on merit or how much is he there because of his brother? Yeah. And and that is always a problematic thing. It's like I always uh, I'm I'm no fan of nepotism, if you know what I mean. Like, I always hate it when in work situations, it's like, oh, it's a husband and wife who work together. Oh, for God's sake, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's never it, never it always ends in tears, do you know what I mean? So like when you get like, you know, the, the, the Steve Bruce and his son situation where it's like, oh, his son happens to be starting every week for Hull or whatever it was. You know, it's like, I wonder how he got there, do you know what I mean? So it's like, that's the only thing I'm thinking about is that, you know, I would need to have, like, cards on the table. Never seen the kid play, so I can't really make a judgment about it. But I would need to see the kid play to understand whether or not is he there because of Killian or is he there because he's sound? And if he's there because he's sound, then, you know, Take 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 all the cards you dealt and make, you know, lemonade out of lemons, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's quite an interesting thing. I mean, who knows? I mean, at that kind of age, it's like it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like you either develop up to a certain point. And I've seen this with with, well, when I was at school, I've seen players who I played with, I was never great, you know, get to a point and they just stopped and then they were supposed to be these amazing golden child kind of kids and then they just kind of get to sixteen or something and just stop developing. Yeah. Or they carry on and then they end up becoming absolute top pros. So it's a, it's an interesting one that that uh, that Avi's picked. It's a little bit of a risky one, but uh, <laughs> you know we'll 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 see how we how we how he pans out. You know.
1: Yeah, it's it, the the chat is flowing there with people throwing in names. We've had like the Nevils, the Hazards, the Loudrups, the 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 Roy Phillipses, the Longstaffs, the the Boars, so,
2: the so- Silver Brothers at United too, Fabio. And yeah. Rafael.
1: And, and the point I was going to make on that, all of them, there was a significantly better brother than the other one then. All of them. Do you know what I mean? Like you could, Eden Hazard is, is better than Thorgan Hazard and Killian Hazard is very highly rated. But Eden is the is the main one there. Frank DeBar was a much better player than Ronald DeBoer. Ronald DeBoer was an excellent player. Brian Loudrup was an excellent player, but Michael Loudrup was an exceptional player. You know, so all these brothers, Phil Neville was more, not as good a player as Gary Neville do you know, Anton Ferdinand wasn't as good as, as real. There'll always be someone better, but the, the level is usually quite, quite high. This is interesting. Yeah. To see what can, what can come of it. Um, Alfie, what have you got on Ethan Mbappe? I
3: mean, we've got one Mbappe on the site, but it's not the one that was talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's really difficult with players like that. I think the youngest we've got on site right now is a 15 year old, Finley Corrigan, who plays for It switch. Um, But no, we don't have Ethan Mbappe. It's one of those where if you can get him up, if you can persuade the scouts to put him up, if you can request, um, he is going to be so cheap because you can't really look at someone who's that age and say, yeah, they're guaranteed to make it to the top. I mean, there are maybe some exceptions. There's, you know, like Kanemoko Dembele, it was very clear from a young age that he was going to be in that kind of framework for a long time. And it still looks quite likely, but I'm not sure Ethan Mbappe is kind of rated the same level could be totally wrong. I didn't yeah. know Kylian Pape had a younger brother until this morning. So I'm probably not the person to talk to you about it, but if you can get them up, it's, it's one of those where, you know, you're going to look like a genius if they do turn out to be good. Yeah.
1: And look, it's, it's one of them, you know, Paul was saying he, he was watching on YouTube and he's not liking what he's saying. And look, YouTube can, can be very deceptive, but, um, someone put in, I think it was Kieran on put for a point in earlier that he's, he's one of the best players maybe in the PSG youth team that he's in based on ability and not just on the name, which, you know, you can only go, I suppose, by you um, how you are judged that your your age level. And it'll be interesting to see how he does develop, but it's one, i'm usually the one that comes out with these names of players that usually south american players that no one ever heard of but i like that avi has taken on the mantle of lowering the age somewhat and and getting players in well ahead of the curve that's how we like to do it on the show but look ethan and bat bay watch this space if it as i said if it means killian to get killian we have to take on ethan i'm all for that not a bother um but
0: you know, you had the movie Twins, didn't you? So it's like, is he Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. in that situation, or is he Danny DeVito? He you know? Very <laughs> true, very true. Yeah. Did, did Killian get all the genes? Like, you know. Yeah,
1: but it's 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 true. It'd be it will be interesting to see his development. You know, in all seriousness, these players like Killian Mbappe is such a talent, and has been since he was probably sixteen. You know, he's been a, an absolute, you know. Destined for world stardom since he's 16-17. So maybe it's not that far off. I mean, Laura's still the, the disputing that he's only twelve, so maybe he's a little bit further away. But if Avi is sticking with 15, you know, it mightn't be far before we see. Before we move on, Barry Devney makes a great point there. The Becker brothers, Alison is the younger brother of I uh, think Muriel or something is his brother's really? name. Um so yeah, there's a younger brother that that done well for himself, so fair play. Um
2: we got
1: the then, Hernandez brothers too, Theo and Lucas. Yeah, they're there. And I'm a big fan of them. They're both um good. there that's the one actually before we do move on. Whereas Lucas and I, I was a huge fan of Lucas Hernandez, and I think he made the wrong move going to Bayern Munich. He sort of stagnated somewhat. Whereas Theo went to AC Milan, and I'm like, What are you doing going there? But well, he seems to be flourishing, he's doing excellent there at Milan. So look like what any of these guys, the, the transfer, it can be a big club, but it has to be the right club. They did that the outie, they have to pick the royal right club. So we're going to move on to our next uh, rivalry, lads. And this one is interesting again. Um, it's it's two attacking midfield players now. Um, um yeah, two attacking midfielders. It's right, I'm going to butcher this name, Musiala at Bayern Munich. Is that right, Musiala? Yeah, Mussiale Musiala, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Pedri from Barcelona. Now, the first show we've done of this, I oh, had Pedri as one of my players. I'm a huge fan of Pedri. But, Musiala is tearing her up at Bayern Munich this year. And I think he's caught a lot of people unawares. Um, Avi, I'll, I'll come to you. What do you make of these this rivalry? What do you make of these players? Yeah, Mus-
2: Musiala is an interesting one because Chelsea let him go, didn't they? Um, yeah. And then he goes to... Germany I think that's the norm now isn't it that every sort of English sort of star at the age of 16 17 will make that move to Germany and it's keeping them in good stead if they if you can compare them to what's happening like you know with Sancho's development so you know they're getting first team football and it does seem that this season has been sort of that breakthrough year for um, Musiala he's played in the Champions League he's and you know when you look at Bayern you look at the quality of players that they have and he's getting a chance it does you know it does show you that you know there's there's high regards of him um he's coming he's he's not shied away he's he's played his own game and i think they've given him a little bit of freedom as well because he's floated the games that i've seen him and he's been roaming between as a 10 or on the you'll see him on the left or the right so it's it's good and i think his trajectory right now it's 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 skyroofing isn't it now there's talk of like germany Wanting him to pledge his allegiance to them for the national team, yeah. but I think there's a bit of hoo ha there. But I think he has chosen England. But it's 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 great to see players of that ilk now. You know, like English players. You know, there was all this this taboo like young British players going to abroad. But it's great to see that now there is no fear. There's no fear factor that for their development it is good to go out to Germany and Spain and learn your next level of you know schooling. So it's it's great to see. And I think he's a, there's a huge future for Musiala.
1: Musiala is actually declared for Germany. He's placed his future to, to Germany.
2: Oh, he has, and I'll he's think.
1: German born. He moved to moved to England as a youngster as an eight year old to sign with Chelsea. So it's it's I hear what you're saying about the you know the, the move for young English players he seems to be going to the, the Bundesliga. But this fella is is a German and he's you know Bayern Munich. If they're going all out to get these lads in and they're playing them at that age and you know there's something about them, and um, Paul, do you know do you know much about the? Uh, we'll start with Musiala. Do you know much about him?
0: I mean, the first time I saw him was when he played in the Champions League a couple of weeks ago, and it was quite funny because talking about the whole nationality hoo ha, yeah. it was really funny because the clip that I watched on YouTube was a BT Sport clip, and the 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 uh, the headline of it was Musiala breaks english scoring record in champions league and it was like did he really no he didn't because he's not english you know there's that kind of thing so i think there's definitely been a little bit of uh you know propaganda there on the bt sports side of things but yeah i mean he looked phenomenal and the thing is as well like you know as as avi's been saying and as we know well with Jaden sancho Jude bellingham etc you know the german clubs almost seem to have like a borderline fetish for young english talent now yeah. You know, and especially Bayern in general, because, you know, there's a lot of those young English kids going there. You know, remember a few years ago, there was that young kid from Tramere Rovers who ended yeah, up there for Dale a while, Jennings, and it was like, wasn't it? What the hell is going on here? You know, yeah. that, and that was almost like the beginning of the awareness of that trend. And, you know, and you've got a, a really good young Scottish centre half there called Liam Morrison, yeah. who apparently they're rating as highly as Matt Hummels uh over there at bayern so again it's a great breeding ground for those young players even though bayern's just this colossally huge you know institution and you've only got to look at players like Alfonso davis and you know look how he just rocketed up the ranks there so i am all in on musial and i think he's an excellent excellent prospect and i think the sky's the limit for the kid
1: yeah it's interesting like he's he's a big lad musiali he's not he's not small but he plays in the 10 and he looks to me you might correct me on this uh he looks to me like a bit of a air apparent to thomas muller there at the moment that he's he's playing off a striker um and and there's a, a pat there for him in that Bayern munich team but i was looking at stats and he's played something like 20 games for Bayern this season you know it's absolutely phenomenal breakthrough that he's having there and that's down to maybe the likes of Hansi Flick is putting in a bit of faith again into youth players there and and it's giving them a chance it's brilliant to see these lads getting a a game but for all that um, Musiala does look the business he he really does look great I'm a huge fan of his I, I I think he has it all. He's he's big, he's strong. He, he needs to bulk up a bit because he's quite slight, but he's he's good on the ball. But I was reading something and um Sebastian Honus, the the coach that had him, I think, in the youth team there just said he's got ice in his veins. And that seems to be a thing with a lot of young players now, you know. Um Haaland at Dortmund is just an absolute ice-cold killer, that fella. And this this lad seems to be, you know, nothing phases him. He gets instructions. He does what he's told. And and when you're in a team like Bayern Munich, you have to be able to take instruction, do what you're told, and that's how your career will develop. But there's another player in this rivalry, and it's Pedri. Now, to me, Pedri... Pedri, to me, is streets ahead of Musiala, Jamal Musiala at the moment. Because to me, I think Pedri is going to be a bit of hyperbole coming up here, folks. I think he's going to be the saviour of Barcelona. I think Barca are in such a mess that they can't really buy their way out of it. And I think they've got a player here in Pedri that is going to be the heir to Messi. And I think they're going to do everything to build their next team around him. If you were asked me to pick... I go Pedri every time, but I'd love, love to hear your opinion on this. So Avi, I'll come back to you. Pedri. Yeah,
2: I think we mentioned it last week and I'll be quick on Pedri. It, we mentioned obviously Conrad de la Fuente last uh, week. Um, and I think Barca, like you said, are in financial disarray, but uh, Keith, I think they, they will get some kind of bailout. They always do. Um, I think they'll still spend a considerable amount, but there's high hopes for, what's well, it's that quarter, isn't it? It's, Fatty, Trinkau, Pedri, and then hopefully, you know, Conrad de la Fuente comes through as well. I think you know, with Pedri, he's he came from Las Palmas, did not he? Yeah. I think he joined in 1819 and then he's obviously he's played his fair share of games. I think he's notched up, I think, 30 games already this season.
1: Yeah, well, he played and, over 40 for Las Palmas as a seven, as a 16 year old. He was the youngest um debut at 16 and signed for Barcelona like the, the next day or something, but stayed on loan. the The only thing with
2: Pedri's Pedri's and, and the, the younger players at Barça will be it'll depend on how well the club is sort of yeah. not in terms of financially, but the way the club is set up structurally. Like you know I don't believe Kuman will be there next summer. No. I think that it's still the presidential election to happen until they get sort of the back room and the sort of the structure of the you know the back sorted out. I think then we will see with a set manager depends if Chavi comes in. I think Chavi, is the obvious choice. I think he'll be brilliant for the youngsters. But if they stick and go with the tried and trusted and go with another sort of like name similar to like Kuman, I don't see these youngsters sort of developing their game. So it is important to see who comes in. And who really wants to look after these kids and, you know, let them play their, you know, let them play their game? Because the next two, three years are crucial because you do believe that, you know, with Suarez gone out last season, you do believe Messi will be, you know, going out the door sooner rather than later, the Dembele's. So you do need a sort of set of players ready to take the mantelpiece. So it's going to be, I'm 50-50 on Pedri. I think he's a great, he's a great young prospect, but it just, there's a few things that need to happen for these young players to fulfil their potential.
1: Yeah, it is. it's a key point, Paul, with Barcelona. The the trouble that they're in financially, um, you're hearing about, you know, billion euro debts and all that. You know, they're not going to be able to buy their way out. But Avi does make the point. The next manager is key. And if they get a manager that puts his faith in youth, then it opens the door for a lot of these players at Barcelona. I know Ronald Koeman was looking at bringing in Van Alden and Memphis Depoy. Now, good players, but boat free transfers you know and and that shows the sort of financial the, what they're trying to do at barcelona and you're right if you get a manager in there that that wants to fill in with experience like that i might stunt the growth maybe of um the, the younger lads there but paul do you know much about pedri do you, have you seen anything of him is he a player that's on your radar
0: I mean, I've not seen as much of him as as you know Musiala and and you know less awareness of him. But you know, I've heard I've heard a lot of people talk about him. And you know, if he's holding his own with the likes of Ansu Fati, and also another name I'll throw in for Barcelona as well, Ricky Puig, yeah, it looks a Big player fun. as well. Yeah. yeah, a great, great, great prospect. The thing is with all of these players, as just to echo Avi's sentiments, the club culturally as well as structurally has to be right in order to bring these players through. And it's not just a financial thing. You know, Bartomeu was arrested yesterday Yeah. and it, it just doesn't seem to be coming to an end at Barcelona. In fact, if anything, it seems to be getting more and more like a soap opera there. I mean, don't get me wrong, like film me popcorn and give me a front row seat. Cause I am <laughs> loving it. Cause like I've, I, again, I've got no love for Barcelona, especially in recent years, but, These players, I can see them, possibly, if they don't bring in, again, first and foremost, the right coach. But again, as we know from Liverpool, the culture comes from the ownership down. And if that culture is not set correctly, these players could be looking at a lower ceiling developmentally, which could cause them to look elsewhere. So... It's all very good saying, like, you know, Pedri could be, like, you know, the heir apparent to Messi, and you know what he could be? Absolutely all, you know, there's nothing off the table here in terms of how good this kid is. um. You know, and again, when you play, them, play him with the likes of Ansu Fati, Dembele, Puig, you know, all these young kids they've got coming through, the big question mark is the club that they're playing for. Mm-hmm. rather than the potential that these guys have. Again, like, you know, as as Avi's saying, I mean, I know, I know Xavi's the obvious candidate, but I do wonder, does he have a track record of really bringing through young players? I mean, for me, I mean, all right, he's doing things in the Middle East, but he's not isn't that exactly proven yeah. as a coach at the top level. So that would be a very interesting thing to see. Um, And again, if you look at the other candidates who are around, there's not exactly a huge amount of candidates there, so if I'm someone like a Pedri or an Ansu Fati, I might be looking around thinking, "Can you better off elsewhere?" You know. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, Pedri, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, again, I haven't seen him as much of, as <laughs> much of him as Musiala, but you know, again, both of them outstanding talents.
2: Indeed. So I, just, I mean, typical, typical example: um, Frankie De Young. Yeah. yeah, you know, from Ajax went to Barca with this huge reputation. You know, he we all know what he did in the Champions League a couple of seasons ago. But like I'd he's 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 stagnated. Yeah, and especially in the who's a Dutch coach. If anything, you'd, you'd think Kooman would get the best out of him, but he's absolutely just like stagnated. And you know, there's even talk that he might even be let go of this summer if someone comes with a worthy offer. But it's just one of those they do need to get a lot of things right. Um, Paul, you hit the nail on the head and everything that you said. So it is an important summer. Mm, I have to just say, just I disagree. I
1: think Frankie De Jong has has been okay there, and I think he's he's come on leaps and bounds as it's gone on. I think he links up actually very well with Pedri, so he was one of the, the I think he's one of the untouchables there. But go ahead, Paul, Sorry for... No, I was just going to
0: quickly say, like it's interesting watching that sort of like new generation of Ajax players who all came up together and got to the semis in the Champions League. It's interesting watching them all shit the better at their respective clubs these days, <laughs> isn't it?
1: It just goes to show that the move, of the big move too early can. Um, Really can affect these guys because I know the Licht was mm-hmm. hugely rated, and you know it didn't work out exactly for him at Juventus. But again, that was a move that you looked at and thought probably not the best for a player like like the Licht at the time. The young, yeah, the young, I think has grown at Barcelona. I think he's been excellent. To be honest, he's he's a, he's a player I really like. But Musiala and Pedri, Alfie, give us the prices and give us the a bit of your take on it
3: so right now musiala is quite a bit more than Pedri's up at 82 million Pedri's down at 73. um i think the chat around the state of the clubs is probably what's most key here musiala is playing for a bayern team that are going to go out and can possibly dominate any team in europe barcelona haven't looked like doing that in four or five years um Pedri's maybe more likely to start in musiala i know that musiala you know, he kind of comes on a lot as a sub. He's been starting a bit more recently, but not been starting too many wins. and um, he is still really an experience whereas Pedri has that extra season at last palmas under his belt. So immediately it's just about drawing up a pros and cons list, really and working out, you know, is musiala at a better club, playing less games could be better value than Pedri, who is at a worse club. But it's it should be starting every game because he's he's genuinely one of their best players now. Um, and I think you can say a lot about Cumin and how he's handled everything at the club. But if anything, I think he's been good for the youth because yeah. sometimes losing a game, you learn way more than you do winning it. So <laughs> you know, they're losing a lot of games, um, so they must be learning a lot as well.
1: It's an excellent point. Yeah, it's it's the the skill of hard knocks type of thing, you know, and and it will stand them in good stead. But as Ciaran points out, Delafuente, Pedri, Fati, and Mariabe all out of contract in 2022. But, you know, if, if these are the jewels in the crown, that's what Barcelona need to do, is just get them onto sensible contracts. When you see the the money that... I mean, people talk about Messi's contract like as if it's a it's a showstopper. Have a look at what Antoine Griezmann is earning and then come back and chat to me because Lionel Messi earns every fucking penny he's given. Antoine Griezmann is on a scandalous wage there. And that's the club that gave it to him, you know? So I don't blame the, the fella for getting his getting his money but you know the way they've been run has just been so bad but I agree with what Alfie said there you know Musiala is at a team that's the, let's be honest I, I'd say they're the best run club in the world to be honest the Bayern Munich there you know they, they've had um, the issue where it was a home got done for um, money laundering or something like that went to prison not a peep didn't destable anything they just move on they, they, they get the could on business. There's never a ripple there that Bayern Munich there excellently run. And Pedri's at the basket case. That's Barcelona at the moment. But I just think, you know, Barca need to hit the reset button. And I think he's going to be front and centre of this reset. So my, I'm going for Pedri on this one, lads. Who is, who is taking? Avi.
2: Yeah, just a quick one on that. With Bayern, they look after the kids as well. They look after the younger players. There's a player out in Nuremberg, Sarpry Singh, First Indian player in you know yeah. in you know, in football. And he's just been recalled because Bayern said he's not getting enough game time. But they're gonna judge it again on summer. So they've taken him out with you know Nuremberg will say, No, well we, we wanna keep him. Bayern Munich said, No, you're not using him. So they brought him back and now he's back in the V team, which what was probably the the best thing for him, like come back, reevaluate yourself and go again in the summer. I'm going for right now, because of the statue of the club and where they're at, it's gotta be
1: Musiala. Okay, and Paul
0: must see all and me as well
1: alfie
3: take it all square and go pedry
1: there you go good man And they wouldn't be left out <laughs> on the pedry oil and on my own but it's very interesting to hear the prices because um you know pedry being cheaper look that's again I'm a, I'm a money ball merchant give me that every day of the week give me that what's a nine million in the difference you know it's I think Pedri plays more. I think he's got more chance of of racking up games, goals and assists for Barcelona than maybe Musiala does at at Bayern. But look, we'll see. Two excellent players, two excellent players. Paul, we're going to move on to your final player and another interesting one. Um, Go for it.
0: Joe Gelhart at Leeds. And this has a, you know, as a kind of a, not a personal thing, but it's like there's, there's a kind of a, a, a very sort of tenuous connection here. Uh, I've been aware of Joe for a long time uh, because I actually went to school with his mum. And uh, basically, uh, Lynn, his mum, uh, hello, Lynn, if you're watching. Uh, basically, uh, I was, she was a good friend of mine when we were back at high school together at Chesterfield High School in Crosby way back in the day. And uh, I picked Joe because he's an excellent player, but also because it made me feel really fucking old. So uh, basically, the kid is just on fire in the under 23s at yeah. the moment for Leeds. He originally started out at Wigan and he actually broke into the first team at Wigan at a very, very young age, had 35 appearances in the first team squad for, for Wigan before. Obviously, you know, it went completely tits up for him and the whole club at Wigan. And then fantastically, he's got a great move to to Leeds. Um, and he's knocking the lights out at the moment in Premier League two. 15 appearances, seven goals, two assists. Two of them penalties. And he's already starting to draw comparisons with the likes of Wayne Rooney because he's got a very similar build and he plays the game very similarly. Absolutely, like you were saying, ice cold when it comes to just running at players, really getting defenders on the back foot. Incredibly skillful, Not afraid to, again, with the two assists he's had this season uh, in Premier League 2, he's not afraid of laying on a goal as well as as scoring one. Uh, scored two phenomenal goals in the last outing. Uh, for Leeds in, in the under-23s. One of them was just this beautiful curler that he hit from outside the box and the other one was a bit more of a you know a direct finish. But again, he laid one of the goals on as well. I think they won that game 4-2 and is just a phenomenal, phenomenal talent and you know plays the game in a very direct way. I think there was interest from Liverpool at some stage before he went to Leeds and is just in general an incredibly exciting English talent, so it's great to see.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. He's a name um, that that burst on the scene at Wigan. Uh, I remember hearing about him, and when he went to Leeds, I've been I've been on with Joe before from all Leeds TV, and and I've said I absolutely love Marcelo Bielsa. He's one of my favourite figures in football. One of the best coaches ever in the game, in my opinion. And when you hear that has going there, it just makes all the sense in the world because as you said Paul he gets linked with Rooney a lot doesn't he it's it's you know the next Wayne Rooney and you hear this next this and next that all the time but this lad seems to have it all he seems to have everything and he's playing for Leeds in the under 23s and he's he's just tearing her up there it's not a, I seen a comment about him a while ago and they're saying oh bad move by Gerhard because he can't get into the Leeds team but it's not that at all He's been allowed to develop in that Leeds mm-hmm. team Playing in a deeper role as well isn't he He's he's He's, mm-hmm. he's gone from a mm-hmm. centre forward into a number 10
0: I'll tell you something as well His attitude reminds me of Curtis Jones Yeah As well He's got that little bit of arrogance about him And he's got a little bit of like belief in how he plays you know when you know, like how curtis has developed and you can tell he feels like and he says it himself curtis in the interviews like he deserves to be there he believes yeah. he deserves to be there and you can see it in joe you can see the way that he plays the game he's got that level of belief which is going to take him very very far
1: excellent avi you were on the friday forecast and you were speaking about Gerhard. and um, just friday gone what's your take, on that I
2: want, Yeah, I asked Joe about Joe Gellhardt because I know Alex Inglethorpe, he was a big fan of Joe Gellhardt at Wigan. And so much so that we actually did quite try to push the boat out for him to sign for Liverpool, but unfortunately it didn't happen. He's not just been tearing it up for the Leeds um, under-23s, he's been tearing it up for the England teams well, at all levels. Yeah. For the under-18s, I think I saw him score twice. And like you said, Paul, he he's got he's got Rooney but he's got that Rooney about him but he's got that sort of tenaciousness like a bit like a Bellamy about him too like he's got that little sort of like you know he he can start trouble if he wants to so he he's a player that has been on our radar Liverpool's radar for a couple of years now but um yeah now he's a big big admirers of him um Alex they did want him on board with the academy, but unfortunately it didn't happen. And I think Joe did say that. I think next season we'll see more of him
1: in the first team in and around. And he's a, he's a left-footed player as well. I have this huge thing about left-footed players. I just think they, you know, they just look more elegant and look more graceful. And if you are a Wayne Rooney with a left foot. I just think it's it's something to be excited about. A lot of Manchester United players getting a plug on this week, but, you know, we'll just have to let it slide. But Gellhart is one that um, I do I think he's he's certainly a player to watch and he's one to develop. Alfie, what do you make of, of Joe Gellhart? He, he's surely on the right out at five yards.
3: Yeah, he is. He has been for a while, actually, because we've got quite a lot of Leeds connections at five yards. I think a lot of our users are Leeds-based. Rafinha is frequently one of the most ball players. Uh, Josh Hobbs, one of our scouts, um, I was speaking to him about Dale Hunt earlier, actually. There's a lot more than me. Um, yeah, just says it, it, the go to for him is Rooney, and it's kind of hard to get away from. Like, you can try and be a bit smarter about it, but that's just kind of how he plays. Um, you don't expect him to be as quick as he is for that size build. Um, but yeah, because he has been on the radar for a while, it does mean that his price is 30 million. For a young player who's still playing under 23s, you know, you've got to be really confident that they're going to be playing Premier League football for a long time at that price. Um, To be honest, I think someone said that it wouldn't be likely that he'd break into the Leeds team, but I'm not entirely sure that's true. I think Bamford's been really good this season, but I think a lot of people know that he's overperforming his actual quality, or at least I think that anyway. I know a lot of Leeds fans (laughs) would probably disagree. Um, but I think there is a space for Galahad to kind of break through into that, Um, at least as a backup striker for now. But yeah, like I say, you've got to be so confident in that price that they're going to make it.
1: Yeah, it's it's a steep price for a player that hasn't really um, broken through yet. But again, when you look at the names and you hear the names... This is a name that's been on the radar of a lot of people. Uh, he's, You know, when you go to Leeds, as I said, just because you're not in the team, it doesn't mean you're not a talent. And as I said, Bielsa looks to sort of deploy him in behind the, the central striker now, very similar to where uh, Rodrigo's playing for them. And again, Rodrigo would have been a centre forward or a winger coming in there thinking he's going to be the number nine, but they've dropped him into the... Sort of into the hole, and they've done it with galhard in the under twenty threes. I just think this lad's going to get his chance sooner rather than later. And again, 30 million million—it's steep. It's steep for there. You could probably get players that are maybe more established at that price, but I think the ceiling on this lad is absolutely huge. And I think you know, if you're playing a long game, this could be the the type of signing that you want to get in on.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, especially if you've kind of got that passion about them, because like you say, there are established players, but you're ne- never going to have the kind of excitement if you go out and you buy, you know, Danny Ings, who yeah. you know is going to score your goals at the Premier League level, but who's not heard of Danny Ings. Um Whereas Gellhart at this stage, you're still putting your neck on the line a bit, um, kind of taking it a step further than people who would just say that he's good.
1: Yeah, Kieran Thorne makes a great point here. I would be interested to know how much Jamie Vardy would have been priced on five yards in his non-league days. And, you know, it's, it's just a sign of a player that's, you know, never maybe took his career seriously. Um, and then when he does and it all kicks in, they just go off the charts. Is there any player, Alfie, that you can think of that would be similar at the moment? That's on the that's had a jump. Let's say we be not similar to to Vardy, but any player that you're aware of that sort of went from nowhere to just through the through the roof. Who would be the closest example that you could think of?
3: I mean, I, I think I could be wrong here, but um, two of our highest risers have been Liverpool players. Um, Curtis Jones. I mean, I think. A lot of people thought he was going to be a top-quality player, but I don't think too many people expected him to play at this level so soon and look so established. And it's another one with Diego Giotta. I mean, I think a lot of people thought he was going to come in, stay on the periphery a bit, but he came in, he started, he forced his way into the team, and he got loads of goals. So, I mean, Vardy is such a good example because if you could have got that player request in, especially when he was playing non-league football, <laughs> you know, he'd be laughing all the way to the bank now. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to really say that there's anyone like that right now because Vardy's such an extreme example, but he's not going to be the only example. And you don't even need them to succeed to that level. You just need them to do half as much as Vardy has, and you'll be yeah. laughing.
1: And that—that's the thing. I mean, even the likes of Ollie Watkins coming up from the Championship to the Premier League, he would have been a high value in the Championship. And anyway, so to get them, I know in the chat a lot of people are talking about Reading as a club that seem to be, you know, producing players. What can you say? Yeah, yeah, at least, yeah, exactly. And it's these are the guys that you, you need to be looking at. But even they're going to be big. You know, it's you probably have to go down and see what's in League One. What can be the jump from League One?
3: is yeah, probably uh, the closest you'll get to that. I mean, yeah. In League One uh, last year, now he's up eighteen million. Um, 18 yeah. million, and he's one of the most bought players constantly. Everyone loves Ivan Tony, who follows Championship, and um, he's going to be playing Premier League football next year, whether it's with Brentford or anyone else. Um, yeah. So I think he's the closest far you can really we have right now. Yeah. Was that Ivan Tony? Ivan Tony? Yeah.
2: Anto- was that, yeah. Uh, just a quick one. What's the qu- just a quick one out you? The qu- uh, price range for Michael Olyse for Reading.
3: Off the top of my head, I think he's 32. I'll go check but uh, that's
1: interesting that's if he is 32. You know, it's, it's, um, you, we spoke about, um, some players in there, Pedri, Musiala, both attacking midfielders, and Elise is also a sort of a an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. So, 32 million if you are paying that for a player that's, that's playing at championship level, and you see the price then for Gellhart, who's not playing at the moment, but has all the potential. It's very interesting to see what way the game sort of pans out. But, lads, We've spoken tonight. We had um, Hannibal Medjbry, 12 and a half 12.5 million. Interesting. Manchester United starlet. Watch this space. Then we had Benjamin Sesko at RB Salzburg. Not on the system. Um, but, you know, want to keep an eye on that he's an absolute giant of a kid. He's only 17. We then had Ethan Mbappe, Killian's younger brother. Uh, makes his confirmation next season. He's that young. He's way off. But, however... He's one to watch, and we finished up with Joe Gelhardt. Um, great choices this week, and we also had the the rivalries with Fafana and Conde and Musiala and Pedri. Um, they were it was a great show again. Just hearing these names, like I said, Cesco's uh, one I wasn't aware of, and when looking him up, I was sort of yeah interested in seeing what he brought to the table. So he's one I'll be keeping an eye on going forward. So. Um, Thanks for coming on, lads. Um, Avi, you're here all the time. You're a, a bit of a face around these parts these days, so thanks for joining me tonight.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you. I'm Just th- the one name that you didn't mention who's had that huge jump, Martin Braithwaite.
1: Oh, yeah, huge jump down. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's that's robbing, robbing a living, that fella. But fair play to him. I don't mind that. I don't mind someone, you know. Robin Hood like that Um, Paul your debut On the show tonight Thank you very much Very interesting choices I hope you enjoyed it
0: I did mate Very much so Yeah looking forward To doing it again soon
1: Good stuff Good stuff Alfie before I let you go um, How's everything Over at five yards Everyone can sign up And get stuck in It's a quick Again a brief little uh, Synopsis of the game Before we let you go
3: Yeah I mean It's actually a really good time To get involved Because um, We've just had our first Scout of the month Competition And the winner of that wins 100 quid in 5 year currency. So if you're kind of having doubts about how the game actually works, how you can actually make any money off it, it's really good to just go on and make scout recommendations because they can help you understand the mechanics a bit more and they can help you actually earn money as well if you make it to the top. So it's worth going on, signing up, looking at the scouting section um, and just feeling it out a bit.
1: Excellent, excellent. And, uh, you know, anyone that can sign up, get over and have a look at it because it's an excellent idea. If you're into that sort of thing, it's really, really an excellent uh, website the lads have. So I'd highly recommend it. And before we go, I just want to say coming up shows this week, tomorrow night, we've got a double whammy. We've got a carnage show at nine o'clock with Grizz. Um, Are you on that, Avi? Yeah, I'll be on that, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Avi's on that. Nine. That's nine o'clock. And then Jamie is going to have a midweek fix at 10. So we're going to have a double that tomorrow night. Um, Thursday night, I'll we'll be doing the uh, Reds' reaction, the post-match show to Liverpool-Chelsea hopefully that'll be a good one i can't stand the the moment we get beaten but i'm confident that we're gonna win and then friday we'll have chris will be back down the friday forecast on friday so again busy week uh busy week ahead plenty of shows plenty of talking points and hopefully it'll be a good one so once again lads thanks very much for joining me tonight it's been a pleasure and um, we'll be back soon with another one of days and similar the same lads will be on again it'll be uh Maybe Gav might be back hosting the host with the most, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So, look, I want to say good night to everyone, and we'll see us all again soon.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.